On this week's Jeep Talk Show, Jeep continues to set sales goals. It's in its 64th straight week of record numbers and bad news surrounding the Jeep hack. We find out that SCA knew all about it well in advance. We're counting down the shows for our 200th episode. We hear from the mind of Nikki G. We play your voicemails, and of course, we spread some of that YouTube love. We'll read your reviews from Twitter, YouTube, and iTunes. Tammy reviews the JT Brooks automatic tire deflators and talks about the install of her new rear bumper. Tony talks temps, Tammy talks birthday gifts, and I talk about a chance for you guys to wheel with one of us on the next Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace First week in G. Well, we all know the Energizer Bunny just keeps going and going and going and going. Now, and the Jeep brand uh, just keeps setting sales goals nonstop. The Jeep brand is very strong nowadays, and sales of the brand we all know and love have been setting sales records. Now, I know what you're all thinking, but Josh, that's old news. You reported on that years ago. Well, and you'd be right for thinking that. July marks Jeep's 64th consecutive month of year-over-year sales increases. Vehicle deliveries are up 6.2% just last month alone and delivering FCA's its strongest July sales figure since 2005. The automaker said it sold 178,027 vehicles in the U.S. just last month, with four Jeep models each setting sales records, Wrangler, Cherokee, Compass, and Patriot, all hitting record numbers. And despite my best efforts and tepid warnings, Renegade sales reached a highest level since the model was introduced. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, you can't win them all. FCA knew about the hacking vulnerability of its vehicles well in advance and said nothing. The web is a buzz with this whole vehicle getting hacked thing, and, and the videos are all over the web, just saturating YouTube about uh, that Cherokee getting hacked and kind of driving off the road. Well, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles waited 18 months to tell federal safety regulators about a security flaw in radios being installed in more than a million vehicles. That's million with a B that hackers exploited in July to seize control of one particular Jeep. It just had to be a Cherokee, didn't it? The automaker says it was working on a fix and didn't consider the problem a safety defect. (laughs) Nice one. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration saw otherwise, rightly so. Eight days after being notified by the company, the agency pushed Fiat Chrysler to recall 1.4 million cars and trucks, the first auto recall prompted by cybersecurity concerns in automotive history. Thanks, hackers. That's just awesome. Well, hey, big thanks to all of you guys out there who continue to help out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you've got something you think we should report on or you have a response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by sending an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. You know, it's not too strange about the, um, the hacking thing not being told to uh, regulators. I mean, uh, things would happen at Apple and Microsoft where they would find exploits or, or actually somebody else would find the exploit and would make Microsoft and Apple aware of it. And there was one case where Apple said, hey, can you give us six months so we can uh, work that out? And uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure. And then after six months went by, it was uh, uh, Apple said, hey, can we get another six months? Because <laughs> we yeah. we're just not ready to inform everybody about it yet. Uh, I've, I work with some project en- engineers like that. So, yeah, I'm all too familiar with that type. 
So, eh, not that unheard of, but uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully they'll come clean and uh, not be uh, fined another $150 million. Well, actually, actually I guess that wasn't a fine. <laughs> I guess the fine's coming That next. was a settlement, yeah. 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 Uh, the, fi- the, fines, the fines are coming, uh, uh, well, I, you'd think the fines would be coming by the sales numbers. All these recalls uh, and Jeep really being at the lion's share of a lot of this stuff. Uh, and having a lot of recalls over the last year or so, that people would shy away from the brand and and not uh, <laughs> not make any purchases with those vehicles. But but the they're numbers not. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not at all. They're flying off the shelves. Literally. More, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, crawling off the shelves. Xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tapa Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail. And coming up on Wrangler Talk, I finally began my install of my new rear bumper, and I'm going to tell you about my experience. Ooh, I remember my rear bumper install. That did not go as planned. <laughs> Bloody Knuckles comes to mind. That'd be a great, uh, great country and western song. Bloody <laughs> Knuckles. <laughs> So anyway, uh, you guys know me as Tony Motoroy on XJTalk.com, WranglerTalk.com, and uh, well, any other Jeep forum that's uh, on the internet. Although, thankfully, uh, XJ Talk has uh, gotten so good with uh, all the information I need, uh, all the pictures I need, all the friends I need, I never stray very far from XJTalk.com. I mean, I may do a search and I may wind up on another site from time to time, but uh, logging on, uh, I haven't had to do it in a while, Josh. I just uh, get everything at XJTalk.com. So yeah. you guys should head over there if you want to go to a friendly site. And, uh, of course, you found a friendly podcast to listen to, and we really appreciate it. And uh, let, I'm going to let my uh, co-host Josh introduce himself. Well, that's right. If you have found us for the first time, this is the Jeep Talk Show. We're recording this live every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. And uh, this all started, well, because of a dream, an idea, and a hope from XJTalk.com. And that is pretty much the web's number one premier source for Jeep information, guys. If Regardless of what platform you have, head over there and uh, and type in a question. No flaming and none of that stuff. I am NW99XJ. You find me all over that website. And, uh, and of course, I'm all over the web on all the other Jeep sites as well. Uh, but we are here each and every week for you guys to record this show. And there's not just two of us. No, we have a third. Tammy, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I'm Tammy. I'm also known as Jeep Mama, and I have a blog. You can check it out at www.jeepmama.com, and I have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel and all that other good stuff, and you can check that out on my blog. And just because her name's Jeep Mama doesn't mean she knows doesn't know nothing about birth and no Jeeps, so don't yeah. ask. <laughs> well, there's a big deal here, Josh. We're, yeah, this uh, we're is another really close bit of information here that you guys need to digest. Eleven episodes until our two hundredth. Yeah, guys, uh, we it was a big deal when we crested one hundred. When we hit that one hundred mark, we uh, we sort of had a celebration. Uh, we did a special show, mm-hmm. and I think as this bicentennial of this program uh, reaches its its uh, pinnacle, we're going to go ahead and do something special. 
And we're not going to let the cat out the bag quite yet as to what that's going to be. But we're going to start counting down. You guys should count down with us. And uh, now would be a great time to get your friends involved. If you haven't spread the word yet about the Jeep Talk Show, now would be a perfect time, a perfect opportunity to get them in on uh, on this right as we cusp 200 episodes. That's coming up in the near future. In the meantime, be sure you're telling everybody you know, everybody in your social social network uh, that you're listening to the Jeep Talk Show and get them to tune in as well. Absolutely. So I'll tell you real quick a little something about the 4x4 Radio Network. The Jeep Talk Show, the 4x4 podcast, center steer, muddy microphone podcast have joined forces and created the network because it had to be done. We'll, to. <laughs> we'll be adding more shows on the lineup soon. You can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to two great podcasts simply by pressing uh, the play button. Well, you know, that should be four, Josh. <laughs> listen to four great podcasts simply by pressing the play button. There's no better place to get your 4x4 information. That's the 4x4 Radio Network, www.4x4radionetwork.com. Indeed. And uh, like Tony said, we will be adding more programs, more shows to that lineup. It's going to be the web's number one source for off-road adventure via the uh, the ear holes. We'll put it that way, guys. <laughs> Cranial cavities. You, yeah, streaming to you live 24-7, uh, the 4x4 Radio Network. And hey, another... Another guy that's streaming 24-7 on his YouTube channel. Uh, well, his name's Devin, and he is the founder of Admiral Off-Road, and I had a chance to do an interview with him uh, not all that long ago. We're going to be releasing that interview next week, guys. That's right. Next week, the Admiral Off-Road interview is going to debut on the Jeep Talk Show, so I can't Ooh. wait for that, guys. That's going to be a bonus download, so you guys uh, make sure that you are subscribed to our show, subscribe to our feeds, so you guys don't miss any of that bonus content that we're releasing. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on an awesome interview with the founder of Admiral Off-Road. So this isn't going to be like Captain Obvious. It's not like a just a higher ranking, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, actually, I actually asked Devin about the um, where Admiral Off-Road came from and how, how that mm -hmm. name all came to be and everything. And he breaks that down for us in that interview. Really peeled back the layers on this guy. And uh, he's got a great YouTube channel, a lot of very detailed technical information over at Admiral Off-Road, especially when it comes to Cherokees. The guy's a Jeep nut, and his channel is definitely going to go far on YouTube, so um, you guys cannot miss this interview. Oh, you big tease. You didn't even say anything about where the Admiral came from. That's fine. Well, we can You got to tune in. You got to tune, <laughs> tune in, exactly. <laughs> and if you missed it, we released the Jeep Talk Show exclusive interview with the one and only Anthony from JCR Off-Road. He's a Jeep owner, an off-road enthusiast, and is one of the key members over there at the Crusader headquarters. Check out the free download now of this awesome interview only at the Jeep Talk Show, jeeptalkshow.com. You know, Josh, I was looking at, uh, did a quick search in iTunes for Jeep, and you yeah. know we were in like uh, the uh, second, third, fourth, and fifth spot on the hey. top ten. That's what I'm talking about and, right there. But they there. were shows in the 120s. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess people are going back and listening to our back catalog, well, which, yeah, which of course got, you guys can do. You guys are spreading the word. We've got a lot of new listeners lately, and uh, and of course they've got to get caught up, so they got to go was, back a little yeah, bit. I was going to say, catching up. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's well, it. as people find us, and they go, holy crap, where's this been? They've got almost 200 episodes. Well, I'm done listening to this most recent one. I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to this one. Then I'm going to go back and back and back. And God, I hope they don't go all the way back to number one, Josh. That I would be embarrassing. Say, yeah, you know, don't, <laughs> don't hold your hopes too high as you go back, uh, because things definitely get better as the numbers go up. Let me if, just put if you got way. a sense of humor, just keep that sense of humor. Yeah, and an open mind. <laughs> an open mind. 
it all started out with me sitting here uh, uh, talking, droning on endlessly for an hour and uh, uh, sometimes longer. But uh, the show definitely has changed as we've uh, added uh, uh, more content and more people. So, uh, hey, let's get over to our voicemails. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Tony, Tammy, Josh, <laughs> got an issue. I want to go shopping. And whenever I want to go shopping when I'm online, I go to xjtalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road, and it's where you go when you want to go shopping on Amazon. Now, the issue is I go to xjtalk, and the banner says, you know, let's fight hunger or something like that it's not the amazon banner i can't click on it i can't go shopping what am i supposed to do i uh, I, I just don't know what to do amazon prime i i don't know what to do guys please please help me i didn't hunger yeah i just went to the site and it says click here it's right under hear us on stitcher click here before making your amazon purchases well Tammy, I, I fixed it. I fixed it today before the uh, show. And I, I wasn't aware of it until this gentleman called in and made me aware of it. I, I knew something was going on with Amazon, but I'm just too busy. I, you know, I got people to take care of that and they didn't. That, those people are me. And uh, <laughs> so whenever, whenever I got Your this, minions. Your minions whenever, I got, whenever I got this message, I went, oh, crap. That must have been what, uh, what Amazon's been warning me about for uh, the last six months. So went over there you know, and fixed I, it and sure appreciate you pointing that stuff out to me. And I really love that link because when you click on that link, it takes you to Amazon.com and pops up. And the first thing that you're going to see is the, is the Amazon homepage and right, you know, the bottom half of that screen related to, item, related to items you've viewed. And it's just, you know, to, it, it always oh. kind of scrolls between like studio equipment DJ equipment and Jeep parts. Well, that's for it's, you, it's, just, it's just awesome. I got the smorgasbord <laughs> of Jeep parts up on my screen right now. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's for you, Josh. It could be embarrassing uh, depending on what your uh, <laughs> your uh, browsing habits are. You might yeah. not want to jump over to Amazon while you're at work. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, unless you have some explaining to do so uh yep yep we appreciate it thank you a lot for calling in and making us aware of, making us aware of that and uh it has been fixed on xjtalk.com uh wranglertalk.com probably shows the uh you know end hunger thing still so it's still a good thing ending hunger is a good idea uh you should uh, order some food some uh, uh mres from amazon and send them to random people and another good idea is keeping us in check, just like Pat did, yes. by giving us a call, Definitely. leaving us a voicemail on our SpeakPipe feature. So make sure you guys are doing the same thing. If we start to slip up, yeah, make sure your pimp hand is strong and let us know. All right, let's jump over to our first Super Croc. Now, everybody get ready, because this is going to be a short one. Hey, guys. This is a Super Croc. Right now, I'm out. Thank you. Thank you for calling okay. in and let us know. You can totally <laughs> hear his accent. He's, he's, he's out. out and about. Out. Oot. <laughs> Oot <in the> boot. <laughs> I've been talking to Clyde from Paps Boys uh, oh, a lot. Geez. Yeah, I've been talking. Yeah, to, yeah, you betcha. And, and over the weekend, I got to talk to Clyde and Tommy. So uh, Tommy oh, did great. Do, so now, now Tony's going to enter into his like, you know, Southern Japanese Canadian accent. You, That's you know, if, if you ever get a chance to ask Clyde, ask because, you know, Clyde actually used to work in Japan. Yeah, and, and he knows how to speak Japanese. So one of the things that he would used to do whenever he would take an order and he was going to go back in the back and tell the chefs what the order was, he would talk in Japanese, but in a Texas accent. <laughs> 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 I cannot do it, 
because I don't know Japanese. No, I, and, right. would, and even though I'm a master of voiceover and, and character <laughs> development, it would take me several minutes and uh, and behind closed doors and without live microphones to nail that one. It was funny. It was really funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> All right. So let's get over to our second super croc that is uh, longer than the first one. Hey, guys. This is super croc. And now I'm out on location. Oot. Walking the ferocious beast known as Xena, Xena the Boston Terror, Terrorist, Terror, no, <laughs> Terror, Terror, there we go, so, it's always exciting, never know what you'll see, I thought he was walking a dog, okay, it's pretty boring, but it got to me thinking, and with Tammy's Ethernet, it brings up pronunciation of computer type peripherals. I mean, is it GIF or GIF? Stezzy? Fuzzy? Linux? Linux? You know, all those fun stuff. So, yeah. Terrorist is calling. Terrier. Terrier. Bye. You know, that's an interesting question he poses there. G-I-F. What do you, how do you pronounce G-I-F? That's a, a, a an image format. That's a, that's a peanut butter brand, right? Uh, that's what yes. I'm thinking. Uh, although I call it GIF. GIF. That is, yep. that is correct. Yep. But, but there's people that say GIF is correct. Well, they'd be wrong. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> and they should be taken out back and uh, whipped re- exactly. severely with a rubber hose. Uh, it's kind of like the idea we have down here in Texas. There's Texas. And there's the rest of the world. Yes. <laughs> Josh, Josh knows what I'm talking about. He may not agree, I just, but I he just, knows. Yeah, I, I'm in that nod. Just say nod. Just <laughs> yeah, nod uh-huh. and say just, yes. Just dear. say yes, dear. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, so uh, let's see what Steve's been up to. Because I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but Steve hasn't been in there answering oh, them technical questions on xjtalk.com. Yeah. Where has 4.3 LXJ been? This is Steve, 4.3 LXJ. Coming to you from... Top of the world, well, almost anyway. From Sierra Buttes, we didn't quite make it. There was a gate in the way, but uh, we were up above 8,000 feet. Wow. Boy, tossed a rock, almost went to, into the lake because that's about 1,000 feet below. And uh, we've been having a great time. There's been the carnage, the, the ghost towns, the graveyards that have been washed away, the repairs, all that good stuff will be on the xjtalk.com in a thread entitled Nine Days in Mining Country. See you later. Wow, that sounds exciting. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. I we, we might actually have to get an interview with Steve. If there was like nearly a loss of life, I mean that that any kind of wheeling adventure where, you know, almost didn't make it back is in there somewhere, that's a story we gotta hear. I bet you somebody bent, put a dent in his Jeep. That's what the oh, loss of life was. The loss of was. life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Steve's, <laughs> Steve's not concerned about uh, bending his Jeep. He'll, uh, he goes out there and wheels the heck out of it. He, he is so into, uh, <laughs> into carnage, he has a Dana 35 rear end locked. <laughs> uh, what is it? Does he, I think he has it on 35s, too. 
And he, he, he loves telling you, yeah, well, careful what you hear about the Dana 35s. I've been wheeling one with years, and then I always like to point out, but you do have a Chrysler 8.25 in the garage, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> so it can be done, boys and girls. It can be done. So let's get over to our newest YouTube subscribers. Every week, guys, we pull a few names out of the hat just to give a little bit of love back to those who have taken some time to uh, show us some love by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And for those out there who have not yet done that, and there are many, all of you out there should be ashamed of yourself. But no, in the meantime, please head over to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show, all one word there, and you guys can subscribe to our feed. And of course, uh, maybe we'll get a chance to get your name on this list. Tony, who's first on our list tonight? The first, this is a letter than a name, the last name, S. Jones. I've got Raymond7735. And Tyler Posey. And Jason Jones in there, too. We had uh, two Jones. I wonder if those guys are brothers or related, girlfriend, boyfriend. Uh, well, they're maybe brother, sister, then, in that case. Perhaps they could be married in either case. If yeah. you have a significant other and they're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, well, just go ahead and hack into their account and do that right now. That'd be great. So, uh, oh, I'm talking and Tammy should be talking. I know. You know, something I look forward to each and every week, Tony and Josh, it's From the Mind of Nikki G. From the Mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And, uh, I was going to make some uh, smart-ass comments about Josh taking his uh, DJ equipment to a venue in his Honda and how many trips he had to make. But uh, <laughs> sad reality is that I, I drive my Jeep just about every day, or somebody drives it every day. And even though yours is laid up in the garage, Josh, it still gets more wheeling done than mine. <laughs> and uh, about Tammy's uh, Wrangler having Terminator mode, it just reinforces my theory that the machines are going to rise up, take over the world, and then it'll be me battling the robots in my analog XJ fighting off Tammy's Wrangler in my toaster <laughs> oven. All right, guys, uh, I'll chat at you later. You now, have a good one. Now, who, else got, who else got nervous when he said analog? I thought he was going a different yeah. direction. <laughs> there I'll be with my analog. All right, well, that's great to know. And uh, poor Josh, poor Josh. He he has yeah. to have the Jeep running well enough to, to, to go out to these things because the Honda just won't cut it. No, the Honda cannot. When I'm doing a, a big car show or a Jeep show, off-road show, uh, any kind of big outdoor event like that, there's no way <laughs> I'm going to be able to transport that amount of gear uh, just in the Honda. Now, I have done some shows uh, DJing out of the Honda, but uh, uh, it is well overpacked, and I don't like to do that. The Jeep is, uh, is much easier to transport the gear around. Uh, and hey, guys, if you've got a show in your area uh, and you uh, need an MC, need, need a DJ, well, there's a chance I might be able to do something for you. Let's say you got a brand you want to promote. Well, I might be able to help you out there as well. Uh, for more information on all of that, please head over to thevoiceofjosh.com. Even if it's a Honda dealership. How dare you? So let's get over to the second Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I'm sitting on the back deck. It's early morning. And God damn it! Why, why does this always happen to me? <laughs> I would think I what? would think going outside, sitting on the deck, would be a good thing. What Suddenly, mothership! <laughs> <laughs> oh, a wind came oh. by and blew off the tinfoil. 
Ah, that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> it's like, why am I here? <laughs> why is this tinfoil on the ground? Those crazy kids. And he puts it back on, then he remembers. And that's when he calls in again. Okay. Uh. So, <laughs> it's early morning. I'm on my back deck. And if my wife doesn't sense my cell phone is on and calls me, every bird in the tri-state area decides to chirp at the same time. <laughs> so that's all the ambient noise. I like the ambient that noise. That and the birds in my head, I guess. All right, gentlemen, I will, uh, and ladies, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. I would have done an Angry Birds drop there instead of the Angry Birds in my head, that type of thing. Oh, I think it's rather pleasant that, uh-huh, that Nikki yeah. G hops on the back deck at first thing in the morning and gives us a little, you know, good morning call to the Jeep Talk Show. That, that's, that, that is yep. sheer dedication right there. Yeah. Warms my heart. <laughs> Love me some Nikki G. This has been from the mind of Nikki G. Listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Reviews. We're getting a lot more reviews these days, uh, Josh. Yeah, we Tanner. are. We uh, put out that call to action each and every week and try and get you guys to uh, to go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And You guys have really done a great job with that. And, and the comments are really, really helpful. Helps keep us in check. Let's, it gives us some feedback as far as, you know, constructive criticism, which we have aired on the show before, or just the, you know, the well wishes and, uh, and you guys are little pats on the back. You guys are doing a good job. That sort of stuff. Love that kind of stuff. So keep up the good work, guys. Uh, we, get, we get feedback from all over the place, from Twitter, from iTunes, from Google+, and of course from iTunes and, uh, and even YouTube as well. And we got one from a guy named James Wright who uh, posted up on our YouTube channel and left us a comment there. And he says, great show, guys and gal. Helps get me through the day. Uh, helps, helps me get through the day at work a little easier. Lawman from XJTalk.com. So he's also an XJTalk.com user as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, a fan of the show. And he goes by Lawman. I wonder if this guy's a police officer. Oh. Well, Could be. I don't know if I'd want. You know, Have you ever noticed that if there's a cop on a forum, everybody's asking legal questions? <laughs> it's like he's a free <laughs> lawyer. Or SOB. Uh-huh. I, pro- I probably just ruined his life now. Everybody's going to be going, Lawman, police advice? Oh, yeah, I need to ask that guy about a speeding ticket. <laughs> speeding ticket or uh, concealing carry and do you really have to tell the, the officer when you when he pulls over that you got a gun with you and, and, and how yeah, many pictures so. do you think are flooding his inbox right now hey are my tires sticking out too far right right <laughs> do i need to fix my fenders <laughs> exactly and at itchy beard 171 from twitter sean stadler he says hey how do you guys and gals feel about hood vents on the XJ? I'd like to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Oh, I don't know if he wants to hear my thoughts. Yeah, I was going to say that <laughs> Tony's got, he's, a, he's probably got a, a, one of those most objective opinions on that because he's gone through a, an absolute nightmare mm-hmm. of dealing with heat issues in his Cherokee. And, and I'm on the other side of the fence with that. I have not had but one issue of overheating in the, uh, in the history that I've owned my Cherokee. And, was and I was kind of asking for it. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't too terribly <laughs> yeah, surprising you were. <laughs> on that. But, uh, um, and I, I don't know if Tammy knows a whole lot about hood vents on an XJ and why they're there and stuff like that. But, I mean, do we want to uh, take a, a minute or so and, sure. and uh, just no, chime no, in? Yeah, I was just going to ask. Absolutely. I have, you know, I always thought it was just for, you know, coolness well, well see that's my that's my view is that it, if you if you want to put hood vents on a, on a Cherokee, that's fine. Put them on there. But no, 
it's mainly for looks because the amount of metal you have to cut out of the hood and placement of those hood vents, mm. which is nobody ever puts them where they have to be. Go yeah. ahead, Josh. You're bite. You're biting at the bit. Go ahead. And and, and I, I know I am. And I, and I've guys. I have seen so many versions of hood vents. It's not even funny now. Now back in the day, this started off as the LeBaron, the Chrysler yeah, yeah, LeBaron. That's right. Yeah, the, the 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 hood vents were very easily found in most junkyards and still are to this day. If uh, if you can still find a LeBaron out there, and uh, and the reason why the guys went for those is because one, they, they the shape worked. Um, yeah, they kind of fit about, the boxy. Yeah, it was about the right size, and uh, and you know, they came in black. They typically weren't painted. Um, and they're easy to work with, and and everything else. And what the guys were doing for this now, a lot of this started. Yeah, some of the guys started this with looks. A lot of guys started this because of a heat buildup underneath the hood of the Cherokees. And, and that's been a, a, a very common problem over the years. A lot of guys have issues with, with uh, under, under hood temps. And this is one way to get those temps act, out from underneath that hood, giving them a, 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 a means of escape because heat rises. Oh, I guess so, so that's, hot under that's that. That's the logic that behind hood. that. Yeah. But here's the problem is, is that a lot of guys aren't putting these in the in the best of places so they'll you know put one right over their distributor and guess what happens when it rains through a vent yeah you're gonna get a ton of water right on sitting right on top of your distributor your coil or something mm-hmm. like that um or other electronics or snow seen them, during the winter yeah sitting snow sitting up on top there I and mean, all kinds of stuff i've seen all kinds of bad placement of hood vents on xj's now that being said there is a way to do it right and there are aftermarket kits out there that are, offer some really cool options that aren't a you know 30-year-old LeBaron hood vent that you're trying to <laughs> retro into your hood. Rich now, Corinthian guys, leather. Yeah. <laughs> guys, this is, this is, I mean, you're cutting into the body of your Jeep. You're cutting holes in the hood of your Jeep. Don't look now, at that. You can't, you guys can't see. He's making a face. We're Jeepers, damn I it. Am. We're supposed you know, to cut holes in our Jeep. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I, I have the big sourpuss face. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this big sourpuss face on it's like no, I don't want to cut. I know. <laughs> well, and what Josh is saying is absolutely correct. I mean, Steve four point three LXJ over at xjtalk.com is really the person who who clued me in on this. And uh, okay. yeah, you should you see know, Dean his uh, Dean Murray even uh, in his recent interview, which you guys can go back and listen to uh, as one of our bonus episodes. Uh, he was talking about where when he put the dimple dye holes in his hood, how he went about it by. Uh, I think he actually watched a video from uh, from another Jeeper, but where they put little pieces of yarn uh, at various places on the hood and then drove so you could see what the airflow is doing over the hood. Yeah. And he found, just like Steve told me, that the holes need to be up close to the front where the radiator is if you actually want to create more airflow through the radiator. So he's kind of got this V pattern, but it's all at the front of the hood. And I don't know about you, Josh, but I seem to see all of these uh, hood vents always placed on the side. It looks real pretty where they are, but really all it's doing is letting heat out while it's sitting still. If you're, if you're yeah. driving it at anything above 30 or 40 miles an hour, uh, all it does is, well... Nothing. It's probably Not, actually causing less airflow through the radiator. Yeah, and 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 really, and the reason why that is is because think about the front end of a Cherokee and how aerodynamic that is. <laughs> now think about yeah. well, that's funny just to hear. Oh well, yeah. No, so so yeah, imagine true. what that what a Cherokee is going to look like in a wind tunnel. You know where they put that little stream of smoke over the over the and you can see how, what the wind is doing. Now there's going to be a basically a giant void uh, in in by that windshield. You know, up closer to that air dam that you get. That the hood, the, the air coming over the hood is basically missing that. It's hitting right up at the top of the windshield and, and going over the top of the Jeep. 
And, and so you're not getting a lot of airflow over those vents, so you're not getting any vacuum. You're not getting any pull, you know, unless you're doing, you know, 5, 10, 15 miles an hour. So Mops really the only time 10. that they come in, come in handy is either A, when you're sitting in traffic, yeah. B, you're sitting still, or, or C, when you're out on the trail and even then kind of only sometimes. Yeah, and that's the other thing. That's what I started with is the, the amount of metal that you have to remove on that hood to get the heat out is is enormous i I did it uh, on mine on one of my hoods i I did it for a cal induction uh scoop that i put on there and i I later found that the high pressure that's generated at the windshield is not a good place to um uh, have the back of the hood open so and also too it probably has it probably would affect these people that are told to lift the back of the hood with spacers which potentially can be dangerous in a front end collision. That hood can come into the into the cab and, and do some very bad damage. So uh, I would say hood vents are nothing more. The, the I mean the small ones that maybe are a foot long or a couple of feet, uh, you know, and, and very narrow. If you like the looks of it, be happy because that's really what it's all. Uh, that's the most use that I can see out of it. I would, I would have to agree uh, with you to a certain extent. I mean, there, like I said, there are some aftermarket options out there oh, that no, are, there are, are designed yeah. for this sort of thing. Um, but again, you know, price tag, amount of labor involved, body work. Look, but look around. Even those on those aftermarket solutions, look around and find out what people's real life experiences are. Because you might be spending two hundred bucks for something that looks good. So yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so let's get over to our last review item, and this is a this is one I really like because of the way it starts. This is a review from iTunes, and it says simply, "Great show." This is by CW15JKU. Oh, Tammy, I bet you he's got a JK. I uh, think yes, he is. It's an unlimited. It is a door. yeah. It is a five star. And of course, listening to your uh, segments, I learned that I did not what a did not know what a JKU was before then. This uh, maybe it's something that you had. Uh, so th- this has a five-star rating, and uh, it says, So I've been listening to this podcast for a month or two, and I'm convinced this is the best Jeep-related podcast. The hosts are fun to listen to, and it's easy for me to follow while I'm at work. Keep up the great work. Well, we thank you. We will do our best. Yeah, thank you very much, and we really appreciate you uh, putting up with us for a couple of months. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say, how dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get over to, uh, oh, I like this, uh, the product reviews, uh, Jeep Mama's product reviews. Uh, Tammy, what do you got for us tonight on the product? What product? Well, tonight I decided to do my JT Brooks automatic tire deflators. And when I took the 101 driving class up at Roush Creek, my instructor, Kyle, he suggested I get these as they will help me when I'm off-roading. These automatic tire deflators are going to allow you less time airing down and more time on the road, or off-roading, actually. These deflators are 100% designed, manufactured, and assembled in the USA. They are made of high-quality brass and nickel-plated to resist corrosion and rust. So why deflate? Well, it's to improve overall performance, increase tire traction, increase your tire's ability to conform to obstacles, and improve travel on soft surfaces. These tire deflators feature an adjustable. They're adjustable from 6 to 32 PSI. They can deflate all four tires at once if you have four to higher deflators. They're easy grip lock nut to maintain and set the PSI. They have an easy grip trigger to manually start the deflation. 
They have easy directions and they include a little storage pouch so you can just put them back in your storage pouch and pop them in your glove box. Now, I needed these to preset. Now, I just, sorry, I need to just preset these tire deflators at home once. And when I go out to off-road, I just hook them onto the tire valve of my um, tires and they just automatically deflate. And I calibrate them to my desired PSI and you can calibrate them to your, whichever um, PSI you want. And like I said, all you do is attach them to the valves and they will accurately deflate the tires each time. Um, It's simply you lock it on the the tire deflators in place with the lock nut, screw them onto each tire's valve stem, and they do all the work. Then the deflators automatically shut off when it reaches the desired PSI, and it saves me time and frustration from going from tire to tire. Um, And like I said before, I can deflate all four tires at once because I have four tire deflators. You can buy one of these for $23, or you can get a set of four for $70, and they also have um, a more advanced tire deflator for a lot more money. But I personally think you only really need um, the simple ones. So, I think I've got that that advanced one that you're talking about, Tammy. I, I've got one of the like the ARB. I think Curie makes a, a brand of this too, where it's got right. an attached gauge and it basically removes the Schrader valve out of the out of the uh, out of the stem. Holy and uh, and it's oh. a quick, we call it a quick deflator. Uh, because literally you can take, you know, you can go from 35 pounds to 10 in just a matter of a minute or so. Um, oh, wow. it, it, they're, they're handy. Now, what Tammy's talking about here, you guys might know these under a different name like Ston or Ston uh, Tire Deflators. Uh, Rugged Ridge makes a set of these. Smitty Built does. Um, there's a lot of them out there. There's, I mean, even more expensive versions of these like the Coyotes, um, which, uh, which I've seen out on the trail several times before. These things are really cool and they are very handy. You know, when you're sitting up in the uh, in the in the staging area, you got five or six, seven rigs with you or something like that. Everybody starts airing down. That is a cool sound. <laughs> you know, when and you, you have, know you like to go out and BS with the other jeepers, so yeah. you just screw right. these things on and you forget it. You know what's going to happen if you have a set of four though? You're going to use one on your jeep, and then your three of your buddies go, "Hey, let me borrow one of those." <laughs> yeah, just go and unscrew <laughs> them for you. Yeah, awfully nice. So uh, let me ask you, Tammy. Do you once you've deflated the tire do you take them off and then put the the this the standard cap back on or do you actually uh i've never seen one of these things in person oh, is wow. it is it oh, yeah uh, no you'd take them off okay. and then you'd put your um, valve cover back on at, at 23 dollars um, a piece i would imagine you want to take them off right now, I, let me go ahead and, and just just chime in on, on that really quick now now there's these things come in a variety of um of flavors uh you can get them in in custom Ooh, anodized cherry. colors there's some that come in a little pouch there's some that screw together to form oh, okay. like a keychain type of thing. And they all vary from prices around uh, 25 30 bucks up to about 100 bucks. Now, uh, why in God's name ones. are these things $23 or more? Be, I think it's because of the quality of the machining that goes into them. Um, the quality of the O-rings, how reliable I is the so. setting. Yeah. So, I mean, if you buy a set of these for 25 bucks. You know, all four tires might vary by five pounds. You know, if you spend 85 bucks for a set of these Coyotes or, you know, 70 bucks for a set of these JT Brooks, um, you know, chances are your all four tires are going to be within a pound or two of each other, if, if not less. Yeah, mine are, mine are pretty right on. And of course, since I have, you know, the Terminator, 
my yeah, right. display why the, on my dashboard. Why the dashboard hell can't the Terminator reads, do its own tire pressure? No, it reads all the tire pressure. Um, oh, that's right. You got think, the, yeah. You got that uh-huh. one of those fancy Jeeps. Gee, yeah. Whiz. So that's cool. So these things that now these seventy dollar JT Brooks um, obviously will get you then right. You know, right on the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the reason why you guys don't want to leave these things on. Now I've seen some guys um, run these things and they just they screw them on in the staging area and they don't come off until they're ready to air up. And and the reason why that's a bad idea is because as your chi- as your tire once it's deflated. It, it, it kind of moves around a little bit. It changes shape, obviously. Um, it squishes, it compresses, it expands a little bit depending on how fast you're going. And that's going to change the pressure in mm-hmm. the tire. Yep. Think about a, a rubber, uh, you know, a, a balloon. Uh, even if you deflate it kind of all the way, unless you actually put a vacuum on it, you could still squeeze that thing and create an air bubble. Well, the same kind of thing is going on inside your tire as you're driving over, uh, you know, off-road and, and on, uh, over uneven terrain. Um, and if you if you leave these things on, You'll, the pressure is going to change. Now you're, you're, you're kind of deflating every time you go over a rock. You deflate a little bit more every time you shrink that internal air, the air pressure down. That, that The oh, volume of the true. air that's yeah. in there is going to change as you drive over a rock or a log or something like that. So that, and, and if you're spending 70 bucks on these things, you don't want to take the chance of driving around a rock and end up catching one on, a, on the edge of an right. outcropping or something. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It could catch something and, mm-hmm. you know, who knows, tear it off or... So Tammy, what do you you have your set at, at how many psi? I you would ask me that. Ah, get 15, into the real numbers. 15. <laughs> there you go. Just 15. pick a number. That's, at, that's no, a good no, round. No, at first it, they um I for, for whatever reason I took somebody's advice and said I'm at 13, but then someone said, "No, you really should when you're rock crawling." 15's <laughs> about good. You're going to get 50 different oh, yeah. opinions. Yeah, 13's <laughs> maybe too low. Um and I know when you're in sand, you need to have it at a different setting as well yes yeah, sand and snow versus rock you know that's right. definitely there's definitely um everybody's in the same camp there it's like yeah if you're in sand or snow you know pretty much as low as you can get away with mm-hmm. um, exactly. if you're on the rocks you want a little something there because you don't want to completely fold your tire or take a risk of of, uh, of popping rim. a bead um and you know having a having a massive deflation right there um in, at the worst possible opportunity so yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody's going to have some different opinions as far as what said was actual number. The beads, and I'm like, mm. what is that? And I had a whole education it, on it. It sounds exciting, doesn't it? But yeah. it's, it's not. It's not ex- exciting at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess you up, Tammy. So now, how, do you gonna, how are you going to go about reinflating your tires when it's time to go home? Well, at Roush Creek, which is the only place I've been off-roading, um, where I've deflated my tires, they have... Um, Air, yeah, air station. <laughs> Think of the name of it. They have air there where we can. You got to put a quarter in. Of them. Pardon? You got to put a quarter in it, like the gas station. Nope, nope. It's free <laughs> air. Oh, I bet you it's a lot more nice. pressure too. <laughs> but it, it, there's nothing like you know when you, if if you're out wheeling with a with a group of people and you're the only guy that doesn't have an air compressor on board air or a tank or something like that, and you got buddies that are helping you out. That, I mean that that is a great feeling. Yeah, being able to air down and knowing that you can you can air back up at the end of the day and hit the hard pack and and be able to uh, to make your way out of the uh, the wheeling area and home. Over uh, over the pavement and not have to worry about destroying your tires. Yeah, I was putting a, a future product review in her and her ear, Josh, by mentioning oh. the on onboard air because she yes. doesn't. Oh, very good. She doesn't have a way to to air up on her own. <laughs> no. 
So, Another thing to add to my list. There right? you go. Oh yeah, it um, never ends. It's you uh, know I might have to do a review then on what I used to air back up because I I love that damn thing and uh, I, I might have to do that one of these days. Well, I'll, I'll well have yeah, to do a little product review. That, it's been a I long time since I've done a product review. It. Yeah. Well, we all know Josh has a great pair of lungs, so it'll be an interesting story to find out how he rear rears his tire. Be about <laughs> an hour and a half long. So. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of uh, an hour and a half long, let's uh, get over to our Wrangler Talk segment. And, uh, well, let's see if we can find out what uh, Tammy's going to talk to us about Wrangler Talk tonight. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. (laughs) Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Uh, Tony and Josh, you know, last week was my birthday last Monday, as a matter of fact, and I've been feeling a little freaked out about getting older. I'm one year away from 50. So to help distract me this year and to ease my freaked outedness, I created my 50 before 50 list. Now, this list's a little different from my bucket list because on this list are things that I haven't done. (laughs) But for someone my age, I should have done it, like probably eating sushi Having a Slurpee from 7-Eleven, baking a oh cake. My oh, God. hold on. Oh, I got I to gotta interrupt. Put the brakes on this thing. <laughs> How have you, as a grown-ass woman, not had I a know. Slurpee from 7-Eleven? I know. It's really, that's my son. When I <laughs> was telling him about my list, this he's is like, bad. I'm, we are I, going I don't care if now. I've got to find a cylinder of dry ice. I am shipping you a damn Slurpee. <laughs> There's no the, way the that age, you've not had a Slurpee. Oh, the, my goodness. The age-old question, red or brown? No, I had <laughs> I had a cherry one on my birthday. My son made oh, me go, good. Oh, go get good. it. And you'll see a picture on my blog. He's watching my reaction as I <laughs> take my first Slurpee slurp. Okay, without going in, into a full interview mode here, wh- can you explain why it is that you haven't had a Slurpee in, in, in this, in this amount of time? Um, I'm not really, I don't have a sweet tooth. And I, I know, Fired. I know. I'm a salty. Show. Give me no some popcorn. You're typing here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I just have no interest in having one. No, I, I guess I was a Mountain Dew addict. Oh yeah. And yeah, now I'm just a water buff. So you're dead yeah. to me. I know. There's a lot of other things on that list. People are like, what? No, I'm kidding. I, and I'm sorry to completely derail <laughs> no, no, your, no. your segment here, but I, I, I heard that and, and I had to throw the brakes on. I, I pulled amazing, that emergency no. cord and, and put this train to a stop. It so. is amazing. No slurp. That is the same reaction I get from everybody. <laughs> They're like, what? So anyway, the, my whole list is on my blog at www.jeepmama.com if you want to check it out. Now, you guys are probably wondering, what in the world does this have to do with Jeeps? Well, number 21 on that list. Now, you guys are probably going to get on me for this as well. But number 21 on my list is get my own power tool. I have never owned my own power tool. So what a better time to do this than last weekend when I installed my Barricade Trail Force HD rear bumper with tire carrier from Extreme Terrain. This rear bumper happens to match my front bumper, which is also a Barricade Trail Force HD bumper. So a friend of mine who works at a body shop suggested I get an impact wrench. He said that will help me with the removal of the factory rear bumper and the installation of my new bumper. So I headed over to Home Depot and I got myself a $180 impact wrench kit by DeWalt. So I took it home, I plugged it in, and I tested out the power trigger. And Tony and Josh, 
I ended up scaring myself half to death. That thing was so powerful. I just set it down and I said, okay, whoa. So before I attempt to use that again, I think I'm going to try removing these bolts the old-fashioned way. So I got out my trusty Harbor Freight 13-millimeter ratchet and went to work to remove my bolts. But first I had to remove this big, huge Rubicon spare tire. And those stock Ruby tires are very heavy, but they're manageable. So then I went and worked on the spare tire mount and the third brake light removal. And that was also pretty simple and easy. I removed the six bolts that were on the spare tire mount and unplugged the third brake light wiring harness from the brake lights. Then next came the bumper itself, which again was really easy to remove all those bolts. They had two on each side and two on the center. And they came off, like I said, with no problem, just using my own mommy muscles and the ratchet. And I thought, you know what? I don't need that impact tool. I'm a Jeep mom. And you know, we are pretty tough. So the bolts came off pretty easy. And then all I had to do was pull off that bumper. Now here's where the hard part came in. The Wranglers have a factory tow hitch on the driver's side in the rear. And there are three bolts attaching the hook to the frame. And I thought, okay, these should be pretty easy to come off, but I could not make them budge. And I'm guessing that impact wrench would have come in real handy here, yeah. but I already had decided I was going to trade it in for something a little less powerful, like maybe a Black & Decker electric drill, something that was a little more my style. So um, back to that stubborn, stubborn tow hook, I had to call in the big guns. My husband came out, and he even had a hard time, but he eventually got it off. So one tool now that I'm going to invest in is a breaker bar. And I guess Tony suggested I could use a pipe. So mm -hmm. I'll have to go out and see if search of that. So you can see part one of my install on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. So the cool thing about the Jeep Wrangler is you can modify your Jeep to your own style by adding bumpers, side steps, rock sliders, grill inserts. And you know what? You don't need to be a professional mechanic or even have any of those professional power tools. Just a few simple tools and you can create your own unique Jeep Wrangler. Plus, it's so rewarding to know that you did the work by yourself. And I just want everyone to know that I'm a mom. I use a screwdriver, a hammer, and maybe a wrench once in a while. And I was able to do this by myself for the most part, with just a few simple tools. So I really didn't need that big, huge impact wrench. So next Thursday, or actually this Thursday, um, I'm going to share how I was able to install my awesome bumper, my Jeep Wrangler, in less than a day. And along with this install, I came to realize that I needed an aftermarket third brake light. And there were some questions whether or not having a third brake light is a law in Maryland. Um, but the law states you must have two working lights. But then the Maryland inspection regulations state you must have a third working brake light in vehicles over the year 1985. So there was also a court case where there was an accident and the car without the third tail light was at fault because it was a non-working light. So everyone, I was getting different versions of if I needed one or if I didn't. So I decided to play it safe and bought myself mm -hmm. one. And I'm going to have another install of my third brake light where I had to do some soldering again. Ooh. Tony and Josh, yeah. So uh, I'll just mention to you, uh, you once you get the breaker bar and a length of pipe, uh, that will take care of a lot of the uh, a lot of the situations where you don't have the the upper body strength necessary to break those bolts loose. Right. Now you you will <laughs> 
uh, I know everybody can relate to this. You will need to keep be mindful um, and, and when you're turning one of those uh, big gnarly uh, nuts off of uh, something, a tow hook or whatever, a bolt, and it starts to move, and you all of a sudden it gets real easy, and it falls off the nut, mm-hmm. and the bottom of the bolt falls off because you've twisted it off. Oh, geez. And then uh, you have to, uh, of course, replace the bolt. Uh, and, and that will happen. Uh, it, it hasn't happened to me in a long time, and it's generally on the smaller bolts. So you, it's, it's really strange. You kind of get a feel for something that it, the way it feels whenever you're, it's coming off correctly and the way it feels when you're actually twisting the bolt. And, it, and, and you twist far enough, it'll just cut it right off. It's this smooth surface, right, where, uh, you know, flush. And then if, if you're lucky, it's, it's loose and you can just take it out. If you're not lucky, then you have to drill it out. Yeah, yeah and this is my third skill. thing yeah. and my third install. And this, the tow hook was the, the t- most difficult for sure. Well, I'm sure they wanted it on there nice and solid because right. of all, the, oh, all, yeah. all the, the torque that gets put on those bolts. I was happy to hear there was three bolts holding it on. Yeah, there's two on the side and one coming up from beneath. So uh, what do you think about the bumper? I mean, I know you've already given a review on it, but you've had it for a while now. Uh, uh, I guess it would be nice if it had come with a third brake light kit. Yeah, but see, I think this is where some people want to do different things with their brake lights. Some want them like they are on the Wrangler. Some of them put the brake lights in the middle of the tire, Mm -hmm, I guess. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I think it's all, I think, it's all your style and how you want it to look. What are you doing oh, that's with what yours? It always comes down to. Oh yeah. Yeah, mine is looks pretty much like the stock one. Is it adjustable? So whenever you get the bigger yes. tires, it'll be uh, okay. Good. Yes. You know, it won't be won't be visible to the uh, the, the Priuses. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how high cars. it is. Well, I'll be really curious to on a on a further review get a little bit more of an update on this after Tammy gets a couple wheeling adventures under her belt with that rear bumper and see if it uh, makes any noise back there. I well, I'm hearing the the D rings clank right now or the shackles. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I will tell you tune in Thursday and I'll let you know if my rear end sagged or not. <laughs> oh, my Jeep. Episode 190. <laughs> All right, well, let's get over to our uh, very popular segment, our uh, campfire side chat. I am Who so glad. Is just driving up to our <laughs> campground. What's going on here? And just talking like I know everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad it's actually starting to cool off. You know, we're uh, we're actually starting getting getting some rain down here. It's uh, thunder, lightning, and that liquid stuff. Uh, I think we went six weeks with uh, no rain, and uh, that uh, just a week ago we had like uh, seven days of uh, 100 degree or higher temperatures. And that's Yeesh. not the you know that's not the made up uh, the made up uh, like the the chill factor or the the heat index that they come up with you know to make the weather interesting. That's actual temperatures. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we no, just hit our 25th you. day this year of 90 plus temps, uh, which is a record. So, uh, yeah, wow. unusually warm temperatures here in the Portland metro area. 90 is normal for us. Uh, 106 isn't, <laughs> but we had 106. Oh, speaking Yeesh. of, speaking of which, let's go political. Uh, <laughs> did you guys see the senator? I forget where he's from. He took a picture of his, uh, uh, temperature gauge in his vehicle. 
to prove oh, no. to prove global global warming. It said 109 degrees on his on the little overhead thing or something. And he says proof of global warming. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Uh, I really don't have a lot to report, thankfully. Uh, I have uh, been driving along uh, during that uh, the really high temperature days. Uh, the uh, the Jeep temps, uh, the engine temps, did about what they what they've been doing since everything's hit uh, 90 or above here. Well, it's good. You get yeah. some consistency and mm-hmm. uh, that leads to reliability. Yep. Uh, I mean, I did get some, uh, I did have a 237 degree day one day, uh, but uh, you know, it comes back down uh, fairly quickly. Uh, but I have this little game that uh, engine watchdog uh, temperature, uh, mechanical temperature sensor thing that I have. Uh, it has a warning on it, so it gets. I've got the the alarm set for I don't know 235 or something like that, and uh, I have this little game that uh, I pull up in my garage, and my game is to get out of the car, to turn off the engine, and get out of the Jeep and close the door before the alarm goes off on the watchdog. Because <laughs> <laughs> the temp spike, you know, when yeah, you stop the, the cooling. Yeah, once you stop and and there's no more fan or or air moving across uh, or underneath the engine compartment. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, things start to heat up pretty quick. <laughs> and it does that even when you're at a light too, when the engine's still running, yeah, right? Sometimes, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, anyway, things been going good. I still need to get in uh, underneath there and uh, replace the uh, the other upper control arm bushing on my Dana 30 with uh, that uh, Rubicon Express uh, bushing replacement deal that, that really isn't made for the Dana 30, but seems to work just fine. I'm gonna maybe making a trip to Home Depot, Tammy, and I'm gonna be p- picking up one of those uh, bench grinders. Because uh, the little cylinder that uh, comes with that uh, bushing kit is a, is about the same size as the hole in the upper control arm. Uh, I'm sorry, the upper bushing mount on the uh, Dana 30, and you have to grind it down about half uh, halfway across. So can you use a Dremel for that as well? Well, the the cylinder is so big, you'd be there for a really long time. Oh. And this this bench uh, this bench grinder is like these two big discs uh, on a. a that spin and you can just hold a piece of metal up there and it just goes uh, a lot yeah. faster. Just make sure you're wearing gloves, uh, like big heavy gloves or, uh, are holding that piece of material, whatever you're grinding with a good set of channel locks or, oh, it'll, or, um, it'll take vice grips would yeah. be even better because uh, even if you're putting light pressure, the thing gets kind of hot really quick. It does. And also, um, can, you can put too much pressure on there and it can roll. You can push your finger into the, into the wheel and trust me, that's no good. Ask me how I know. Uh, the other thing that can Nabby. happen is that it can actually go flying, yeah. and, uh, and and you don't want that to happen either. So, guys, please, a little safety tip. Just uh, wear some gloves and at least some eye protection when you're using your grinder. little safety tip. Take your Jeep someplace else and have somebody else work on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be working on my Jeep here uh, real soon because I've got a little something that I've put together that I'm going to be teasing uh, here right now and going into a little more detail uh, here in just a couple minutes, but... Uh, uh, I've got an upcoming wheeling trip that I'm going to prepare for, and um, just uh, well, here, check this out, Jeep Talk Show listeners, you guys might have a chance to tag along. Ooh, Tammy, what you got going on? Well, I just, you know, for my birthday, I got some purple grab handles that I installed. Um, so real quick, how, how did the purple the how did the purple work out with the rest of the color scheme? You guys, yes. did it did it clash? Did it work? Did it blend? How how did that all come together? Well, everyone likes it, or I like it, but no one else likes it in my family. Oh, well, screw them. Well, they're not the ones who got to drive it, are they? I know. (laughs) Um, The other thing I got were um, brake light covers. They are um, 
a scene of a jeep crawling over the rocks. You can go on my my blog oh, page like and yeah. see them. They're pretty cool. But then some people say that they're illegal and I'm going to get pulled over. Um, but my husband said he did some research before he bought them because he got them for my birthday. That as long as 50% of my brakes, brake lights are showing, I'm good to go. So we'll see. I would be really careful, and I'm always I'm always kind of a wet blanket for things like this. I'd be really careful from the standpoint of uh, somebody using against using it against you in a rear end collision. Well, yeah, that's that's the other thing. All the more reason to have a good third brake light um, right. posting out there. No, those things don't they they don't look too bad. I and mean, there's definitely a lot of brake lights still exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as Are you long as you don't right do anything now? like try and smoke those lenses to make them darker. That's the thing uh, that really bothers me. You see some really cool like black trucks and they've smoked the lenses and it just you can barely see the brake lights. And uh, I feel like running into the back of them just so I can sue them. <laughs> you guys want to well, check I'm this out, head over to, to jeepmama.com where Tammy's got a whole bunch of pictures, including some ones of her installing her Jeep or installing her bumper on her Jeep. Yep. That's all I got, guys. Well, let's go over to uh, Wheeling Where, Josh. We this is where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. I got this one uh, sent to us. Uh, this is about Ocean City Jeep Week. It's going down August 27th through the 30th. This this is a weekend-long event in Ocean City, Maryland. For more information, head to ocjeepweek.com. And guys, really, if you're on that side of the coast, um, I would highly recommend making a trip. If you're within three or four-hour drive or even six, I'd say this is an event you want to check out. Guys, they're going to have an obstacle course there with crushed cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I've got I've seriously got a dream about driving my Jeep over a pile of cars. So um, that's gonna happen. Now I can't make it down to Ocean City Jeep Week, um, but hopefully one of you guys can. If you do, let me know how it was. I desperately want to hear about it. And if you got some pictures of some Jeeps driving over cars, I would love to see those. And then something else you guys might want to check out is Truck Fest, the official Truck Fest. This is a big event, always each and every year, August twenty second through the twenty third, Orange County Convention Center. Head over to fourwheeldrive.com slash info to look for more of their events. And uh, we'll go ahead and post a link uh, for that because it's way too big for me to go ahead and try and uh, and feed to you guys. But there's a link there at fourwheeldrive.com that will take you to the Orange County Convention Center information. Uh, and what I was talking about just a couple minutes ago, wheeling with Northwest 99XJ is what I'm calling it. <laughs> That's going to happen Friday, September 4th in the Tillamook State Forest OHV area. If you would like to join me on this wheeling adventure, it's going to be just an, a day trip. We're going to head out, going to do some uh, easy to moderate trails, and uh, maybe a couple of us big guys will go ahead and head into the rocks and uh, see what we can break or something like that. So yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, happening Friday, September 4th. Uh, wheeling with Northwest 99XJ. If you guys want to get in on this trip, you want to find out some more information, see if you are possibly able to attend, well, email me at newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Just make sure you put in the subject line, wheeling with NW99XJ, and I will be sure to get back to you ASAP. Wow. Don't forget Jeep Junkies, wherever you're wheeling, whether you're uh, out in the woods, out on the trails, out on the sand, in the rocks, if you pack it in, pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly, stay on designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or send us an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Wow. People could actually go out wheeling with a Jeep Talk Show 
host. I know, I'm jealous. Just think about it. First of many of these trips coming up over the, uh, well, over the coming months and uh, and years, guys. This is going to be something I'm going to try and put together early and often. So this will be our first first try at this. So, uh, yes, if you want more information, make sure you email us, newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. You know, Josh, you might actually have some Jeep Talk Show stickers to put on your uh, on your Jeep before you go. They're uh, hey. they're, they're ready to go out. I think uh, my wife has been working on y'all's uh, T-shirts. Uh, so uh, we're trying to get all that together so we can ship it all out at one time. So that's coming up. Outstanding. Exciting. We're always trying to keep this show together, guys. Bringing it to you each and every week. Sometimes not on time, but yeah. nonetheless, we're getting it to you each and every week, guys. Uh, make sure you are subscribing to all of our feeds at Jeep Talk Show over on Twitter. We're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, iTunes, YouTube, and of course, the one and only JeepTalkShow.com. The entire show archive there for your downloading pleasure 100% free. So I want to reach out and uh, thank Itchybeard1771, I think it was, uh, for his uh, question on Twitter. Because you guys can reach out to us at any time, any day of the week, any hour of the day uh, on Twitter at uh, uh, the, the uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to say the, at Jeep Talk Show and uh, ask us a question. It may get on the show just like uh, Itchybeards did. That's so, right. If you've got a technical question or something you want answered on the show, make sure that you go ahead and get it out there in the Twitterverse or send us an email or even give us a call. 530-675-4102. We're hoping to hear from you soon. Don't forget about Facebook and uh, listen to us on uh, the JeepTalkShow.com site, Stitcher Radio, TunedIn.com, iTunes, YouTube. Oh, my God. We're everywhere you want to be. It's oh. endless. <laughs> now uh, American Express is coming after me for sure. You guys have a great Jeep week.